It's the go-home show for full gear on Saturday. Pay-per-view, so it got to be good, this edition of Dynamite. A Dynamite, and uh, it is, in parts. When you're starting off with Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero, so good to see Rocky getting so much work, NJPW work, ROH work, AEW work, sign the man, sign the man, he's a really good hand, and he's experienced. It looks like he's part of Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends faction, which I'm not massively keen on. They shake at the beginning, not not like wet dogs, shake hands, and it's a great match, a great, great match. Rocky controls the arm first, in fact he does quite a lot of work here. There's some nice Danielson kicks, good surfboard, but Rocky comes back with us with a lovely slingshot DDT. There's a counter, there's loads of good counters here, into an arm breaker, then a counter into a Danielson ankle lock. Rocky gets out of that, counters for the arm again, Rocky to the turnbuckle, um, then Danielson counters to basically take him off the turnbuckle, get the arm control, lay him down to the mat, stomps him around, then it's a single leg Boston, not the key lock, single leg Boston for the pin. No cattle mutilation. Great match to start. Just brilliant. Shame then that we got the inner circle afterwards. Judy's in my mind. What a crappy song. I'm sick of being heard. I'm sick of hearing it being sung. I'm not sick of being heard. Never. <laughs> not with an ego like mine. However, Top team, attack them on the walkway. And I've said recently in Sports Obsessive, which you can go and have a look at, have a look at that website, it's marvellous, that uh, the men of the year, that would be um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Origo Page, who really must have, I mean, he must be worried about his ego taking a battering recently, have not really been there. They've got someone to speak for them, Dan Lambert, well, they don't need that. And... They're now in, a, in a, a stable which has got lots of MMA fighters who you don't know if they can wrestle or not. Well, that's great. Here, Scorpio Sky is in a turtleneck. Or a polo neck if you're British. And that kind of makes me think, he's not really ready, is he? Paige has got the shirt slashed to the waist. Scorpio Sky is in a jumper. And I kind of think, are you not hyped up for this? Mind you, why would you be? Of course, they all leave the inner circle lying and um, Lambert is then asked to put him in the walls of Jericho, which he does. And then you've got uh, Lambert mentioning the real Rocky Johnson in 1975 in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember wrestling. You don't need to do that, mate. You're already got good heel heat and you're already good behind the mat, behind, behind the mic. Leave it. And you've got uh, Sky. And uh, Ethan Page being given a little bit to say. Can't remember what they said. Because they've been denuded and sidelined. And even though they'll be at the pay-per-view, they'll be at the pay-per-view with a load of other people, not on their own. Excalibur then asks, how could the Inner Circle come back from a beating like this? Well, the same way they've come back from so many other similar beatings on the same programme. It's getting old. I'll tell you what, the Inner Circle are really accident-prone. Okay, now we've got they've got Britt Baker and Rebel and uh, and Hater versus Anna Jay and Thunder Rosa, who gets a big pop when she comes out, and Ty Conti. It's actually really nice early on with uh, Baker 
in with Thunder Rosa, really good counters and uh, and wrestling together and all of that. Then there's a very nice big rebel suplex. Yeah, she really hits that well. Even though people are saying, I'm not sure if she can really wrestle. Well, I think she can. And I think we saw it today. Then RJ gets in, deals with them all. Uh, and in the end, Ty Conti gets the pin on Rebel. It was all right. It was a bit messy. Lots of people were in and out. It, it could have been longer and better planned, to be honest. But one thing I'm glad didn't go longer is Jungle Boy. He is a future world champion, I believe. This is Anthony Bowens. So what is it about the acclaim then? Are they not a tag team anymore? I know he came down with uh, with his mate, with uh, Max Caster, but did the rap, of course, and that wasn't bad. But um, what's the point of this? Ah, to get Jungle Boy over. It's it's done well because it's Jungle Boy and he's very good. And afterwards, Bobby Fish attacks him as JR says, why? Why is he doing this? Because it follows and pushes a storyline and it really seemed that way when it's that way with AEW it's really clunky then you get a package for Omega and Paige listening to a, a podcast the other day a wrestling podcast and they were talking about what marvellous they must be they must be really really looking forward in the the truck to put these packages together well this wasn't great the best part of it was Omega saying I don't lose big matches you do but not very often and that'll be interesting, but it wasn't a great package. And later on, we have the signing, of course, as the main event. More of that in a minute. Then we got a bit of super elite nonsense. I'm just a bit bored with them, really, when they're not wrestling. I'm a bit bored with them. And um, Fish comes in, Bobby Fish, please deal. Um, I can't remember who it was. <sighs> I don't know. Is he a member now of the super elite? Is he an associate? Did a deal for Cole. Who was it against? Was it? Uh, I don't know. And here's Eddie. Eddie Kingston. Have you seen that piece he's done in? The Tribune piece. More of that in a podcast in a bit. They show us the past stuff and we see again that CM Punk couldn't hang with him on the mic. And that is lovely to see because I'm not sold on Punk. And I suspect most of the... Dressing room aren't either. Certainly Colt Cabana won't be, will he? I don't know. Maybe they patch things up. But there was a little bit of pr- trouble there in the past. Certainly he couldn't hang with Eddie. And he, he almost turned himself heel. Which is not what you want, really, is it? Now, Wheelie Utah versus Wardrobe. Or Wardlow, as you call him. Four power bombs, And that's it. Excalibur. Such a talented young contender. He was talking about Wheelie Utah who has just been jobbed out. Shame on you, Tony Khan. Shame on you for jobbing out a fantastic young talent to wardrobe. There was no reason for it. It was just to get wardrobe over. He has no charisma. He will never get over in a month of Sundays. I mean, Isaiah Cassidy and the Blade came in and Hardy came in for the Hardy Family Offense, or the HFO as they're having to call it, because Hardy Family Offense sounds bloody awful. Twist of fate with Orange's neck in a chair. Usually I'd be, I'd be thinking that's extraordinary. Here I'm thinking, meh. Because I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I'm more angry that Wheelie Utah has been buried in this company so far. Okay. Kingston and Punk in the parking lot. Being kept apart. Quite a long way apart. 20 feet apart at least or more. By security. 
lovely moment when Kingston just runs at him, tries to run across the car park to get at him. Unfortunately, it was funny rather than violent. So that's a shame, ain't it? Next, Leo Rush and Dante Martin, who still looks like he's either playing something, which is I'm not sure about teaming up with you, or he has no emotional, no emotion on his face at all. It's like a Taylor's dummy. Anyway, they're, they're fighting Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. This should be good. And it is. Leo's in a bodysuit. Not sure that's exactly right for him. But never mind. The M&M work, Martin and Moriarty, early on was just fantastic. So many counters. They get a round of applause. And quite right, I could have seen that for another five minutes. I have to say, Rush comes in, does the bouncing against the ropes and avoiding so well. But then Moriarty, who's on, a, who's on the tag rope, smacks his head from behind. <laughs> Stop that. That's really very good. Lovely rush slingshot hurricane rather. And then so many kicks. And the, a double hands, handspring elbow. It, it's ch- just stereotopes. Really well done. Chance of this is awesome. They all had to go. Seidel had less to do than anybody, to be honest. In the end, there was a lovely rush... Um, sort of kill switch position and then a corkscrew driving the face into the mat uh, and a Martin moonsault for the pin when a moonsault not your main your main move you know the match has gone well that was a great match and everybody did extremely well into another successful piece of work and what I'm really looking forward to see Dax and Pack Dax and Smash is it Dax and Smash is it Dax and Cash is it Dax and, pa- is it da- Dax and Pack it was tough this Early on, Dax's chest was bleeding. And then I looked again, and so was Pax. From the chops. It was beautiful. Off the top, a sheer drop brain buster. From Pax, that just... I mean, that should be... That should be... It really should be a pin, that. Should be. Then Dax hit a nasty brain buster as well. Not from the top, but got a long two for it. I mean, two and seven-eighths. Lovely superplex from Dax. And I, I noticed here that towards the end of the show, both Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross have been saying, this is great, this is AW Professional Wrestling, this is great wrestling, the home of great wrestling, great wrestling, wrestling is great, this is great. They were advertising that all the way through. Have they been told to do that a bit more? Certainly it's not what they usually do. Anyway, back in the ring, we did have great wrestling. Springboard Liger Bomb from Dax. A thing of beauty, only a long two. And he had his shoulder taped, Dax. So it's a nice storyline, this. They are fighting the Lucha Bros at the pay-per-view for the Tag Team Championships. So as soon as Pac put any kind of arm lock on him, which he did, he tapped immediately. I could have gone 10 more minutes here, but what we had was fabulous. What I didn't like was the lights going out and Malachi Black and Andrade, who have an alliance that's not been sold enough for me at all, beating Pack up. And then um, you've got the Luchas coming coming out and Cody coming through the crowd because he's a man of the people. He's the son of a plumber's son. Sort of be cock out, mate. And having a standoff. We didn't need that. So, to the signing. And there was, there was the usual stuff of, you know, I'm going to beat you, you're not going to beat me, I am going to beat you, you're not, I am, do you know what, I don't think you are. And then 
Kenny Omega pulled a dick move. Asked for a handshake and then said, I'm proud of you. That was really nice. He walked got out of the ring. I'm proud of you. Such a patronising little git. It's marvellous. And I was thinking at the time, you know, I'm delighted that we haven't seen Donald Callius recently in his horrible pink suit. Which was good when he started, but now it's so dirty he needs to get it dry cleaned. Suddenly, there's a cameraman in the ring. And we've not seen anything from his point of view. That's because he smacks Paige with the camera. It's Donald Callius, who's, who then puts the camera down and takes a sort of false tash of beard off. You didn't need to do that, mate. He said, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince people he never existed. I've been lying low for six weeks. I didn't notice until tonight. The greatest trick you can pull is to have a little bit of charisma. But you ain't. Not enough anyway, mate. Callius, bored with you. Tell us about the Golden Sheik. The great thing about this, though, is that while we're talking, while Callis is talking to the camera, either he's busted open hard way or he's bladed, Paige is busted open and Kenny Omega puts his finger in his blood and signs the contract. That is the enduring picture to go away with. It really hyped up the main event. I'm a bit cold on some of the rest of this pay-per-view, to be honest. But the go-home show was as good as it could be. They pushed it. They put plenty of good matches on it. It worked for me. And that's all we can say. See you at the pay-per-view. Inevitably. Ta-ta.